You're listening to Main Character Energy, a podcast that'll teach you how to become that bitch. Main Character Energy gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how some of the world's most impactful disruptors, innovators, and creatives came from the bottom and embodied what it means to make it in all forms. Now, let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome back to Main Character Energy. At the time of this recording, we have just entered Pisces season. I am definitely feeling that Pisces energy, a little bit more artistic, a little bit more, you know, emotionally connected, a little bit intuitive. So I'm here for it. It is a season that celebrates a lot of really dreamy, imaginative people. For example, Rihanna is a Pisces, um, Lupita is a Pisces. I was just looking at this earlier. I think like Justin Bieber is also a Pisces. I I can really get with Pisces, especially as an earth sign, you know, definitely like a very grounded, straightforward, you know, type of person. But the creativity and like intuitive nature of Pisces, I feel like really balance me out. I love the company of a Pisces. And so we're just embracing that today. Shout out to Pisces. But heavy on my mind at the moment is actually an Aquarius, the Houston hottie herself, Meg the Stallion. I hope Meg the Stallion is having a good ass day. I was just thinking about how much went down over the last few years. And this was pretty much prompted by her silence. You know, she really hasn't been posting. She's taken some time off the internet, it seems taken some time away from the spotlight following the trial between the state of California and Tory Lanez. Just as a reminder, it was not, you know, Meg versus Tory. But it seems like the internet treated it that way. It was so concerning, and I still can't believe how many people absolutely dogged her. I know nobody listening to this podcast was one of those types of people, but the people the parasites on the internet who were relentlessly taunting this woman, calling her a liar, bringing her like sexuality into the case. It's, it was, it was really hard to see. And it was really hard to see like so many men just absolutely, you know, act like she deserved that. I mean, this guy, Tory Lanez has assaulted her. Like there's proof. Even in this case, you know, the more that came out, people were learning about, you know, the actual bullet that was in her foot. Like, she was shot. Regardless of who even pulled the trigger, she's a victim in that case. And it just says a lot about, especially Black women, that, you know, there was some denial that she was in any pain because she ended up kind of getting back on her performing not too long after, after her surgery and, like, while she was still healing but like that's exactly what we have to do sometimes you have to like keep going and like this is her career so you know just everybody putting a lot of doubt out there about Meg the stallion i can't imagine if you know a few people didn't believe you but to be like a megastar and have the what feels like the whole world against you must weigh down on you 
it's already traumatic enough being assaulted by someone you love and trust or were close with but to have everybody and like even your best friend deny your pain is some nasty work and you know mental health in this country and black mental health at that is at an all-time low we are losing people left and right and there are so many things that we're still like healing from after the pandemic that we don't even know about and just recently you know we saw Stephen Boss, also known as Twitch, you know, tragically end his life. And it was horrible, you know, to see somebody who's so upbeat and happy and you would never think that they're fighting those demons. And yet the same people who wrote think pieces about Twitch and like what a tragedy it is are the same Twitter fingers attacking black women relentlessly and dismissing their pain. And I hope those people remember Meg the Stallion may or may not see those hot takes or those like unsavory comments, but your followers will. Your friends, your siblings, your classmates, your relatives, or like anybody who's gone through some sort of abuse and has had to suffer in silence, they see that. So, you know, I know Meg has been super quiet lately, and I just hope that she's healing. I hope she is healing mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. I know she just celebrated a birthday, so I hope that, you know, she found some joy in that being around people she loves and can trust. Um, But if I were her, I would take a break too from (laughs) y'all. It's just so obvious that there is like a little bit of bias in these scenarios. And I give it to her because Meg gives us a lot. And anyways, she actually launched this initiative last year called bad bitches have bad days too it's a center for interactive mental health solutions so when you're going through it and you don't feel supported this platform is a great place to start i was browsing it over the weekend and i mean it has so many resources from like phone numbers to databases ways to help you find therapists it's a fantastic resource And I just bought some merch off the site, too, because the merch is real cute. So shout out to Meg for, you know, being so transparent in all of this. I know it must be hard, but it's just a reminder that, you know, these are real things happening. And I think that a lot of people can probably relate to her as hard as it was to open up to the world in this way and be so exposed. So if you couldn't already tell, I love astrology. I think I can talk about astrology forever. And I'm no expert, but I just kind of base it off my own experiences and people around me. But let me tell you, I am a Capricorn through and through. I'll take the good with the bad. So I'll tell you a little bit about the good if you're not familiar, but Capricorns are known to be pretty hardworking, definitely very practical. You know, we are earth signs. We like logic. Um, We liked being direct and people who are direct to us literally like cut out all the fluff. I just need to know the facts. We are also very loyal and this gets misconstrued sometimes because I think we get really passionate and like our delivery can maybe be bad because we're so direct, but it's just because we really ride for people we love. So we want to make sure that like we're protecting them and also very ambitious And I think, you know, all those things I can absolutely relate to. So now the bad (laughs) or the negative or, you know, the spin that 
is also on Capricorns is that, you know, the ambitious, hardworking nature can also be seen as being workaholics, which can sometimes be true. But also we can be a little bit impatient and we can be more sensitive than people let on. I think that one is very tricky because sometimes Capricorns can have a certain exterior, but we can be pretty sensitive. But above all, I think Capricorns have that work hard, play hard mentality. If you know, you know. I think about, you know, some of my favorite Capricorns. I think Denzel Washington's a Capricorn. Um, I know Issa Rae. My girl Issa Rae is Capricorn through and through. I feel like she's a perfect example because she's like really about her business, but she also can have a good time and turn up on her yacht. Um, sometimes we get a bad rap though. I feel like Capricorns, you know, we pretty much kind of are seen as like maybe even boring to some people just because maybe there's like not as much drama with us or, you know, I'm just speaking generally, of course, but at least you pretty much know what you're getting. We're easy in a sense because we lead with logic rather than emotion. We might come off as cold, but once we get invested in something or someone like we really ride for them. And I love learning about astrology because it helps me feel like I'm understanding people. It helps me feel like I'm understanding myself, even if it's just a reference point. And since lately I've been on this major self-development journey, trying to understand my purpose in this chaotic world, figuring out like numerology and enneagrams and all these great things out there, I really wanted to tap in to an astrology expert to break it down for me, just like a Capricorn would. So enter Raquel Francis, who gave me a chart reading last summer that dug deeper than my big three, which is your sun, moon, and rising. My sun, moon, and rising are Capricorn, Capricorn, and Scorpio. Do with that information what you will. But I thought it'd be fun to talk about the stars and planets for a half hour, and so I hope you enjoy this interview. Okay, so hello and welcome back to Main Character Energy. I got my girl, Raquel, aka Rocky, here with me. Hey, Rocky. Hey. So Rocky is, in a nutshell, a certified baddie, astrology lover, a new Miami Barbie, and a content creator who's certainly the main character. I mean, her handle is literally The Raquel Show. Um, So I wanted to bring Rocky on, especially because... We share a lot of interests in, you know, basically like aligning with travel and finding ourselves through experiences. I think especially like entering the 30s, we've seen a lot of differences in just like how we approach things and how we kind of channel that main character energy. Before we get started, Rocky, of course, just being the astrology lover you are, I think it's best if you just go ahead and let everybody know your big three and what they mean. Thank you for the intro tip. So my big three, so I'm a Virgo sun, Libra rising and Libra moon. So I am an absolute perfectionist and I love love. (laughs) Yes, I can tell that I can, I always got that vibe from you, but like having two Libra placements, what is that called when you have two in your big three? So when you have, um, it's not a stellium, but when you have like three or more planets in your chart, it's a stellium. So I actually have a Leo stellium. So my rising is in Libra. So the ruler of my, of Libra is Venus. 
and my Venus is in Leo. So I actually have a Leo. So I have my Venus, Mercury, and Jupiter all in Leo. Okay. So, yeah. so that sounds like a lot of, it sounds like a lot of like love, beauty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like that's, to be the center of attention. Absolutely. That's so aligned. But I feel like that's the thing that's, you know, it stands out in you and like your confidence and how you approach things. You know, mm -hmm. it's so funny because as we know, astrology can tell you so much, especially when you are talking about the, you know, the houses that things are in, which you've taught me about. I had no clue until we mm -hmm. did our reading. Um, but it's, it's fascinating. And people who don't really believe in astrology, it's like, you got to admit that there's a lot of like hints that you can get from astrology that kind of just make it make sense for people. Like, what do you have to say to people who just, they don't believe in it? Well, I feel like it exists whether you believe it or not. Like, it is what it is. Like, you know, whether you believe in if the planets affect us or not, it it affects us regardless if you believe it or not. I think you can really believe in it. It just, it is what it is. So. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. how do you explain the moon controlling our menstrual cycle? Yeah, because even you know I mean? woman, yeah, it controls our menstrual cycle, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, the, it is what it is. And I'm just glad that it's a safe space to go off Absolutely. about astrology. You know, I can talk about it all day with you. Yes. Um, and we will come back to that. But what I really want to ask is, you know, let's talk a little bit about breakups. So when you think of breakups, you think like your partner, you think of, you know, ending a relationship that's maybe romantic, but you can also have all types of breakups, right? Like you can mm -hmm. have friend breakups, you can have boss breakups, you can have therapist breakups. But I want to talk about breaking up with a location, mm -hmm. which I feel like people don't talk about enough. So you had a video that went viral and it had a lot of people talking um, and you were basically comparing New York to a partner that no longer served you. Yeah, so... For me, I, I, I'm like a romantic, so I, I, <laughs> I make everything <laughs> romantic in my life. So I feel like, you know, I moved to New York. I wanted to make a lot more money. I just wanted to experience like the whole New York scene. Um, and then there came a point in my life where I'm just like, you know, like, I don't think this fits who I am anymore. And I know a lot of times we could be like, you know, but I love this place so much. I have so much history with it. Um, you know, I met a lot of friends here, a lot of different people. I've been able to establish my career in this place. But if it doesn't serve you anymore, like, it's okay to break up with that place. Like, you just, like, keep it in, like, you know, thank you for the memory. Thank you for the great times. But I got to go somewhere new. I feel like that's hard for a lot of people to admit because I, you know, I saw the comment section. Of course, I'm lurking. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot of people who did agree, right? Like maybe people have lived in New York City, you know, a popular place to live when you're younger and starting out, right? And especially if you're creative and, or, you know, starting out in like a full-time job. And then maybe you move on from it. A lot of people are transplants too. Um, so they kind of drop in, drop out. So there's definitely a lot of people who I saw where it could relate to that. And they're like, that's how I felt about New York or that's how I felt about Atlanta or that's how mm -hmm. I felt about LA because they're major cities. But I feel like it also ruffled some feathers. Like, tell me about the backlash. Like there had, there's yeah. always backlash on TikTok. Yeah, I was getting called a gentrifier <laughs> in those comments um, that New York is not an experience. But I feel like, you know, we're here to experience life. Like what is the point of life but experiencing things in different places? Um, and I was definitely not gentrifying. Like I lived in downtown Manhattan, so I was absolutely not gentrifying anything there. Um, 
I feel like a lot of the backlash too, like I was trying not to respond to all of that just because it's one, it's not healthy. And two, it's like, you know, people have their own opinions, their own experiences, but I just wanted to share mine and hopefully like people could relate to it um, as far as breaking up with the city and just like moving to a new, new space in your life. And giving yourself permission to, because I feel like some people kind of commit to, well, number one, there's a lot of people who kind of make location their whole personality. Like we see it all the time. And while something might be a part of like a brand or, you know, part of your DNA in a way, like that's so hindering. Um, and so I just, you know, like why have that, yeah. have that mindset when you can just- you can't, I think you can't like attach yourself to like things or places because you're really limiting like your growth and like how your self-expression and even your personality, like I would not make me work my personality or even like I grew up in Atlanta. I'm not going to make my, like that my personality because you're really, you're really kind of closing yourself off to experiencing different version of, versions of yourself. Absolutely. And another thing is like, the way you um, compared it and the way, you know, you brought a little bit of the romance, a little bit of that Libra Venus in there. Um, I think that's what really resonated. I think that's what, you know, it's like when you make content, especially on TikTok, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's going to be people who want to bitch just because, just because there's a comment section to do that. And then there's people who really kind of find community in that. Um, what type of like, what type of community do you think you you attract with just how you approach life? You know, I think the type of community, I feel like I've been attracting a lot of um, younger people who are Gen Z, um, maybe just because I have a lot of life experiences that I like to share. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when you're younger, you like to connect with someone who's older, like, okay, like, tell me like what that life experience was like for you. It's, it's nice to kind of have someone to listen to her stories or advice or just sharing their experience. Yeah, I think so too. And it's like a lot of your content at this point is is that reflection and kind of being where you are, but being able to look back and say like, hey, like New York, that served me, that did all these great things Mm -hmm. for me. And I appreciate that. And it's like putting love back into your experiences, like sprinkling, sprinkling a little bit of like, that was joy, that was appreciation. It made me who I am. Um, And I think that that's actually probably really inspiring for Gen Z. So I can definitely see how you're attracting that um but tell me you know the more you or when you left the city and the more you started to travel the more you started to explore what was that inspired by so i'm super intuitive i'm like a free spirit so i just felt like you know i wanted to so i went to mexico for about a month and it was just like divinely guided like i've never traveled that much in one country before like that i went to like four different places in mexico and I think all of them, I was just like divinely guided to go to these places. And for me, I don't, you know, I don't like going to like really touristy areas or where, you know, everyone else will go. So I think it's important when you travel just to find like what place you feel the most connected with versus just like, okay, I saw this place on Instagram. Everyone's going, I should go there. And it's like, right now, like go where like you feel called to go because it makes the trip like way much, way, way better as well. How do you know when you're called to go somewhere? I feel like it's just a feeling like I can't it's, it's just a feeling it's not like how do it's not like a, a science sort of thing or like oh should I you just feel like if I, I've always felt you know called to live in New York so like, let me live there for a little bit I actually planned on living in California for a while but now put any like pressure on yourself to like figure out like where you need to go just like let it happen I think that that is something important that you just noted where people kind of you know 
there's social media and there's just like trendy places like everybody wants to be in bali yeah like the last few years or everyone wants to be whatever it is um but there's actually like a science besides that internal feeling isn't there kind of like a uh astrological location based you know reasoning behind why people choose places do you kind of dive into that when you do your astrological work yeah so this it's called astrocartography so it is astrology based off where you should live in the world or kind of like what are best places for either like love or career success even the best best place to like raise your family and it's like a separate like sector of astrology um i got a reading years ago from this guy he's actually like specialized in astrocartography and he's amazing so in my birth chart i actually have a planet uranus and it's like represents a lot of like change and um, a lot of like exciting things happening. So I actually am not meant to stay in one place at all. Like that's in my birth chart. Um, and I was born in Connecticut and I can't believe that that's in your birth chart that you. Would yeah. Have. Yeah. I remember like, I, I'm not meant to stay in one place at all. It doesn't support that at all. So where I was born in Connecticut, um, it has that Uranus line running right through it. And he told me, he was like, yeah, it's a good thing you moved away when you were young because you would have never had like a stable life there at all. Like, and I had that same line in New York. And when I was in New York, I didn't have that much stability. Like I had, I lived there for three years. I had at least five different companies that I work with. Like I was always changing something. So it wasn't a good place for stability for me, but it's like what I needed. Mm -hmm. Um, and in Mexico, a lot of the places that I like felt like spiritually connected to, I had um, lines that kind of enhance your spirituality, like running through those places. So it made like so much sense why I felt called to go to those places. It's so interesting because I, you know, I just kind of heard about that in recent years. And I feel like that explains so much. Like, you know, when you were feeling like it was time to go, that definitely mm-hmm. justifies that. Like, you know, it's not, I'm not stable here, but then being able to explore other places that you're literally meant to be in and like just aligned with yeah yeah universe is wild to me like I guess that can kind of help you decide you know where of course where to travel to but even where to live or where Mm -hmm. to find peace Mm -hmm. and even even you don't have to necessarily like move to like every single place you see on that map but sometimes kind of bringing that say if you know Morocco is a good place for you like bring in like Moroccan decor into your space to kind of enhance that energy as well you know I want to explore this more with you um because I know we had kind of an intro conversation last summer Mm -hmm. just talking about my chart Rocky did the best chart reading I've never had someone read me like that um Because I learned a lot about, you know, the biggest takeaway for me was how the houses affect the signs. So mm-hmm. it's not enough to just be, you know, Aquarius, um, Venus, but where does it land in relation to everything? Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked a little bit also about my solar return, um, which I shared with you. I found out was kind of around the time where um, I lost someone really special to me, one of my best friends, um, which just was so eye-opening because I know that, you know, we talked about solar returns being like a big kind of shift in your life where you kind of like learn a lesson or have a suit, like a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as I started to dive into this stuff some more on my own, I just was kind of like using different websites and doing some research on like the more location uh, astrology. Come to find out, I had one of my lines that was like a place 
forgive me if I don't get the terminology right, but like a place that it's, you know, suits me, my line of like, you know, a good place for me was actually going right over the region where my best friend was born in Mexico. Oh, wow. It blew my mind. Wow. I That's definitely so beautiful. It was so like, insane. It gets, and we always would say, you know, this is my best friend since childhood. And we always would say like, we're like soulmate besties. Yeah. We would always just be like, we were friends in other lives. And like, we just would always speak to each other like so beautifully like that. Um, and like had an extra special like friendship. And just to kind of see all these things come to fruition like that, just it gives me chills. And so I, I love right. to learn more about it. And I think I want to kind of do a more official reading just to see what else I can. Decide. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. Yeah, that's so beautiful, though. I know I was like, I was in shock. I had to send it to a sister right away. I'm like, this is insane. She was like, I'm literally crying. Like I sent it to my mom. This is crazy. Oh I know, I know. But I'm glad, you know, thanks for starting that conversation because even learning about the chart reading and like leading me there, I feel like has given me a lot of peace and a lot of sense of self. I love it. Yeah, I'm so happy to hear that. I feel like that I feel the same about astrology. It's helped me really understand myself on a deeper level and just even the people around me and just kind of understanding them as well. I think astrology is a very, very um, useful tool as, as far as like how we move about life and like the decisions we make as well. I think too, you know, once you start, you just keep going. Like, you know, we were getting really deep into the astrology. Oh, yeah. And then I started getting into numerology. It's, it's like <laughs> a drug. It's like a drug. I've been studying astrology for like 10 years now. Wow. And I still feel like I'm like still scratching the surface. It's because there's so many different like sectors of astrology too. Like it's, it's insane. What's been your focus recently? Anything new? Recently, I have been looking at, um, I've been getting into more numerology a little bit more too. That's not really astrology related. Mm -hmm. um, I've done the astrophotographing. I've done the synastry charts, composite. I've been actually looking at um, degree theory. So degree theory is, so we all have like degrees for like each of our planets. Um, and each degree actually has a different sign correlated to it as well. Like my Mars is in Libra, but it's at five degrees, which is a Leo degree. Um, so it has like a different effect on that as well. So it's, yeah, it's. You're it's, teaching me something new every time we talk. Yeah. What, yeah. something else I have to go down the rabbit hole for? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and also wow. like I just bought a car recently and you could actually look up um the founding date of whoever like the manufacturer of that car like say if it's like you know a bmw an audi whatever you could look at the founding date and see the synastry chart of how that would best fit in your life and how the car the chart of the car and you will kind of work best together like i even look at synastry charts between like me and like a company and like how we would work best together and see mm -hmm. how we would enhance each other's lives you know, that makes sense when the more you mm -hmm. talk about it, it makes sense. I mean, like you want your values to align with anything, yeah. right? So it's yeah. like you wouldn't, you know, partner with something, you know, a company or organization that doesn't have the same similar values. And so yeah. that makes or like sense. Like say if someone's starting like a, a brand new company, you should always look up like what's the best date to start this company. So you have like a, your own, your business has its own chart as well. Oh my God. Put the girls on Rocky. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So Basically, you know, this whole, you know, self-discovery and being in our 30s and seeing the world and just all that good stuff. 
it it reminds me of what has now been coined of this like soft living era. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it's, I think that's become quite overused, but I, I still love, you know, the whole concept around it, like mm-hmm. really basking in your femininity, like really trying to kind of like be anti-hustle culture. I think it definitely stands for all the things like that I'm passionate about at the moment. You know, I just want to like live good, see places, be yes. with people, like that's all I want. Um, but like, what does that mean to you? And how do you think that you are? Um, do you think you incorporate that or embody that? So for me, I don't think I would call it soft life. For me. Um, I think I've always been like, my life. I was like, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. Like, I yeah. will not do anything that's not fun. Or if I'm not enjoying myself, like I will leave immediately, like whether yes. that's like, you know, a job, a place, a person, like, no, like, I feel like life is, we're not here to suffer. I mean, obviously like life is, I mean, life is hard as it is. So I just feel like why add any more stress to your life? Like even say if you have like a, a corporate job or something and stressing it, like, okay, like none of us, well, most of us don't work in the emergency room. So like, it's never that serious. It's never that serious. I've been telling myself that so much, but it's like, it's been a lot of unlearning ever since I like kind of left the like corporate space. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I mean, I left, you know, a corporate job, but I'm still running a business, which is like dealing with corporate partners and things like that. So it didn't go anywhere. But I think because of that, I've had to do a lot more unlearning where I'm like, I have just way stronger boundaries now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not answering emails at, like, crazy hours. I'm not feeling, like, rushed to do things. And I'm not feeling like I'm attached to my computer. Like, if I, you know, I can be anywhere. And if yeah. I want to go explore, then, like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make time for everything that I want to do. But I feel like sometimes it's hard for us as, like, humans and maybe even more specifically women to get out of situations that don't serve them. Like, for example... You know, I know quite a few people who are in terrible, toxic workplace situations. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just be that person's like, oh, just quit your job like I did. You know, that's not helpful. But at the same time, there's this expectation that or not expectation. There's this like structured or standard that, you know, you got to stay in a job for at least a year yeah. or, you know, you can't leave it. It'll look it'll look bad or reflect bad on you. But like channeling what you just said and just having like a mantra of like it's not fun it's not serving me i feel like helps alleviate all those things like that's just not as common though yeah yeah i think it's been i feel like i've always been like that but i think you know as you get older you like kind of you know listen to either like you know your parents or society kind of affects like your viewpoint on life yeah and for me i'm just like you know what i i can't handle it like because life is hard enough like we have like you know our own like you know mental health things going on or relationships and all of that and it's like i'm not going to add any more stress to this because if you're not going to take care of yourself like who's going to take care of you like no one's going to take care of you but you yeah exactly and like sometimes you just need to move to miami and buy a pink convertible (laughs) and cruise around like that is i'm oh i'm living i'm living for that (laughs) And I just love the way you live your life and the energy that you put out because I feel like it definitely comes back to you. Um, And so that's some main character energy if I ever seen it. Uh, Before we wrap up, I do, of course, want to play a little game uh, of a little bit of this or that astrology edition. So would you rather 
I feel like I know the answer to this, but would you rather date a Libra or an Aquarius? Oh my God. So that's kind of hard because um, my Mars is in Libra. So like in a woman's chart, you look at like, if you're attracted to men, you look at like sun, the sun sign and the Mars sign to see like what type of men you're attracted to. So like Mars and Libra, like I love Libra. Libra men are, they're so smooth. Like they're so smooth. They're so like, they're very charming. They're beautiful. Um, but Aquarius, I have Aquarius in my fifth house. And the fifth house is like the chart is like the house of love and romance. Okay. So that also kind of plays a part in that too. I think, I don't know if I could say, I think I would say Libra just because Aquarius can be a little bit detached. And I have a lot of Leo in my chart. So mm -hmm. we're going to be like opposing so each other. To, that was very Libra. And I think you. Like this one maybe scales a little bit more. Yeah. I get that. I get that. And I, and I love the context behind it. Like that. This is what I mean. These The houses tell you so much. Okay. They so do. we'll go yeah. with Libra on that. Libras, you win on this one. So next question. Would you or who are you most likely to take life advice from? Um, a Gemini or an Aries? Oh, a Gemini. My best friend's a Gemini. And Geminis are just very cerebral because mm -hmm. they're an air sign. And yeah, I love Geminis are so much fun. And Aries, I think they're a little too impulsive in like their decision making oh my um, God. from my experience. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would say Gemini. Okay, cool. And you know, Geminis get a lot of flack, but I, I tend to vibe with Geminis as well. I You're right. Geminis. I definitely notice the cerebral like they're never boring never boring no they're always doing something fun and exciting new mm -hmm. so all right we'll give you some love gemini's <laughs> and last question who are you most likely to go into business with a taurus or a sagittarius i don't have that much experience with sagittarius people so i would say a taurus just because taurus are all about their money like yeah <laughs> they're all about their money <laughs> i all mean i think they're, and they, they move very, like, slow in their pace, and I prefer that, to be honest. So I would say Taurus. You know, out of all the Earth signs, because, you know, you and I are Earth signs. Yes. Uh, out of all the Earth signs, like, Tauruses are the same but different, right? Like, mm -hmm. like how would you define the three of them? Because in my head, I see, like, Virgo is definitely, like, go-getter, but it's more on a level of, like, self-pride and, like, building what you know their empire is mm -hmm. and i see capricorns like myself where it's like very kind of like wanting success and being very money driven as well mm -hmm. um but being kind of like low-key about it in a way um just kind of getting their money and moving on but mm -hmm. then when i see taurus i think it's like same thing like about their money but like definitely at their own pace way more chill you know the other two i think can be a little bit <laughs> a yeah. little bit more on one what do you think um virgos i think we definitely have a lot of um we could be neurotic to be honest um okay. virgos virgos i we, didn't want to say it <laughs> we focus way too much on the details um virgos are not very big picture depending what else is in the chart but virgo in itself is not big picture focus it's more like the details and I wouldn't even say like, I don't think we're that much of a perfectionist. We focus on precision. Like when you look at Beyonce, she's all about like, she. it's not like it's like perfect, it's precision. Everything she does has like precision in it. And with 
tourists, they're, they'll take their time. They like to enjoy like because they're ruled by Venus. Like Venus is all about the joy of life. So tourists likes to enjoy their things. They like to indulge in everything. Um, they're very sensual type of people as well. So it's more like enjoying it and not rushing things. And Capricorn, Dragon. I would say, I would say Capricorn, they're like the daddy in astrology. Like they're going to work hard. Everything has to have like meaning behind it. They're not very like superficial type of people, but they really care about status and building a legacy for themselves. They're like the daddy in astrology. Totally, totally. I, you know, I agree with that. <laughs> but I think that that says it all. Thank you so much, Rocky. Before, um, you know, we hop off, I did want to say that you are offering love readings now. Is yes. That Ooh. Yes. Because you love love. I think you're the perfect person to do that. So Love love. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make sure that we put a link so that people can, you know, get together with you if they want to do a love reading or if they just want to know a little bit more about their chart. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Yes, I love this. Thank you so much, Tiff. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Main Character Energy. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow on social at Tiff or Die and Main Character Energy Pod to access exclusive content and get a behind-the-scenes look as well as resources to help you become that bitch. See you next week.